This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. How do you get your kids into workplaces? Well, you know, a lot of kids now are thinking, okay, it is the summer holidays. I want to do something, but I don't know what. And of course, the UAE has now put in measures where young people 15 years and over can do part-time work, can do summer uh, internships and, and programs and things like that. But how do we get them in? Well, today I am very pleased to be joined by Dawn Metcalf. She is in the studio with us. She is, of course, the MD of PDSI, the author of Hard Talk, Dawn, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here again. So good to have you. Now, tell us where the idea for all of this started. Well, um, as you say, I wrote a book called Hard Talk about having difficult conversations more effectively. Yeah, which you've been on here talking about. Oh, we love that. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm starting to become slightly less obsessed these <laughs> days, but it still comes up in every conversation I have. Um, anyway, as a result of that, I was asked to speak at a couple of events, um, either in schools or to school children, which, by the way, petrifying. I'm perfectly confident speaking in front of 500 adults, speaking in front of 140 14 year olds. I found myself desperately trying to ingratiate myself by dropping TikTok into the conversation. Conversation. <laughs> yes, it was it was genuinely that tragic. Anyway, as a result of going back to schools, and remember, I used to be a teacher a hundred years ago in in the UK, Japan, I did not China. Know that. Yeah, yeah, I taught um, eleven to eighteen year olds, so I taught uh, secondary school languages. So I was back in the school system again here for the first time in the UAE and realized that there is a desire for people to do these work placements. Now, we're not calling them internships. Internships are after the age of 18, you know, when you're at university or you've just started your career. We're talking about work placements. And uh, not only is there a desire for it, but there's actually a need for it because some of the different curriculums insist that the kids do work placement and it's part of the moral education um, program as well. And as you're moving towards, you know, university and applying for university places. It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference as well. Mm. I mean, you know, I have a 13 year old now who... um, is quite ambitious and she wants to do things with her life and and she's sitting at home you know during the holidays going well I I want to do something you know that is either volunteering or going into a workplace something like that you know experiencing something different that it's going to add to her life skills absolutely and and we need that right we need people who are prepared in the workplace here. Mm. I want to be here 20 years from now, 30 years from now. So we need to make sure that there's a pathway for children to grow up here and, and to, to get an education. And by education, I mean a wider education, an education in, in, in the way of the world, in the way of the workplace. Um, and we do have plans to, to extend what we're already doing to 13-year-olds. But um, at the moment, we're focusing on 15 to 18 mm. and on this, this work placement. Because not only, as I say, is there this need, this desire, um, but there's also, when it is done at the moment, it's done in a very haphazard way. So you have a kid who's 15 and they need to do a work placement. So you get in touch with me or with somebody else that you know, and you say, oh, will you take them for a week or two weeks? That's not the best way to do it. It's not using those kids' uh, innate abilities. It's not making sure that we're matching the, the kid properly. And it's also not necessarily giving that kid anything to do when they turn up. So we've heard some horror stories about children doing work placements and they turn up and they're literally sitting in the lobby for two weeks because nobody knows what to do with the 15-year-old. Or just getting coffee for people. Yeah, well, to be honest, getting coffee for people would actually be a step up from just sitting in the lobby. At least they're learning how to serve, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is we've created a much more structured 
framework in which we, we look at the kids, we put them through a number of assessments all online. So looking at their strengths, their skills, their career interests and, and their values, which is very important. So we get this overall impression of who they are. And the lady who wrote this, um, this program called UMAP, she describes it as this. If you're inside the jar, you can't read the label. So it's that first step to understanding who you are and what you could bring wow. to the workplace. It's cool, I right? really like that. I know. I'd so hang on, hang thing. on, hang on. Let's slow down a little bit. What is UMAP? Okay, so UMAP was created by a lady called Kristen Sherry, who actually um, wrote the foreword, I have to say this, wrote the foreword for my second book for Hard Talk. And we became friends on LinkedIn. Uh, We'd never met in real life until last March, where we met at an event here in the UAE. And um, UMAP is just the most fabulous book. Um, I, I couldn't recommend it more highly. But one of the things that you do on UMAP is you look at these four things. So you go online, you, you do the strengths finder test, you look at your skills, you look at your values, and you look at your career interests so that you have um, an holistic view of who you are and what you can bring to the workplace. Also, what kind of workplace is going to be good for you? So, for example, my number one value is autonomy. So I'm not going to be a great nine to fiver mm. with somebody telling me where I've got to be and what I've got to do. And that's a very useful thing to know about myself. I could probably have saved myself quite a lot of grief over the years had I known that earlier. It's so true. Right? Can, you know, it's all about, you know, what matters to you and how you express that in the place that you work or, you know, even in the place that you study, wherever it is exactly. in life. Exactly. Right? Even if it's just the project work that you're doing with other people. And in fact, one of the kids that we're working with, um, when he did the UMAP, he really understood that about himself. He suddenly went, oh, I'm the guy on the project team that brings everybody together and makes everything work. Well, that's a useful thing to know when you're 16. And you never told, like, you never told that. You never kind of... You don't really explore that kind of thing at school. No, you really don't. And listen, I'm not here to say that the schools aren't doing a great job. They are, but they can't do everything. Mm. Right? It's, it's, this, isn't, this isn't their role. Whereas we have a very uh, interesting position here because, because of the work that we do in coaching and training. We have huge numbers of corporate clients mm. and we have them across every sector imaginable. And then, of course, my background in education as well. So we're bringing it all together really nicely. So when we do this, this, this uh, UMAP, the kids come out with a profile and we use that profile to then match them with an organization that we think that they can really be valuable to them and that the that the kids can be valuable to the organization. I'm amazed by this. Uh, it, you know, it, has this already started? Yes, we've started the Work Placement Readiness Scheme. Okay. Uh, sorry, the Work Placement Readiness Program. We're okay. not allowed to call it a scheme because apparently that has bad um, connotations. So it's a program. Work it's pla- a program. Work, workplace Readiness Program, if my mouse can be ready for this. <laughs> WRP. Uh, WRP. Uh, it is for kids. It is happening uh, right now for uh, kids from 15 to 18. 15 to 18. We've already had some people asking us for 18 upwards, but yep. uh, yeah. And we even can, below 15. We can't do below 15. It's mm. against the, the rules, but above 18, we can help. Um, it's a little bit more complicated. It's not where our focus is at the moment, but it's certainly something that we can Let's help with. Let's talk a little bit more about that uh, coming up next. We're going to continue the conversation with Dawn talking all about how to get our kids, the kids, getting kids. the kids ready for work. That's more coming up next. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We're with Dawn Metcalf this morning and we are talking how to get kids ready for the workplace. You know, it's uh, something that is quite new to the UAE yeah. here as well because uh, it was only last year 
uh, that the government uh, put in place uh, new initiatives to make sure that kids age 15 and above um, are exposed to the workplace, to, uh, you know, getting uh, that experience that is so necessary for their career paths and establishing themselves, right? And it's also about the workplaces being exposed to the 15-year-olds. So one of the things that... We, so we, we prepare the children to go in and do the, uh, do the work placement. We don't just sort of throw them in there. Um, so we have a briefing beforehand. Why and we, not? It's more fun that way. <laughs> yeah, just watch them sink. Um, so again, we have to assume that not every business is going to be prepared yeah. to, to think they're about... they're not. They're not. So we give the children something to do when they turn up. And one of the things that they do is a SWOT analysis of either the team or the business unit or the business that they're in. Are you sure it's not too early for a SWOT analysis? Oh, it's the as most wonderful thing. As soon as they, they arrive... So, no, they do it over the period of the time that they're there and they have lots of other tasks as well. But from the business's point of view, very fascinating. We actually had one business who said, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And we said, well, why? And he said, I'm not sure I want to hear the results. Well, exactly. Because you've got this child who comes in and they've got no filters. They don't know what they're not supposed to say. So they don't know that meetings are supposed to be unproductive and nobody ever makes a decision. And they, they point this out. It's very much emperor no clothes, uh, yeah. emperor's new clothes. Yeah. And that, that can be quite challenging for a business, uh, but very, very useful for those who are prepared to listen. That is amazing, actually. That is really interesting. Um, and I can imagine for both parties, for those who are coming in, the, the kids coming in, but also, like you said, for the organization that's taking them in, this is like an opportunity for transformation, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's also an opportunity to find your workers of the future. Mm. So there's a number of, uh, of initiatives out there. I just read this morning about Empower, um, sending out information about district cooling to all of the universities because they know that they need people in the future who have that expertise. Great idea. We'd like to get them even younger than that. Mm. And as you look at the Emirati population and trying to get, persuade more Emiratis to move into the private sector, one of the things that we know make it, makes a difference is to get involved with the parents, with the families much earlier on, to let them know what the opportunities are out there, that the private sector is, is, is a place where they can really grow and really thrive and contribute to the nation. That is so important what you just uh, pointed out in getting the the awareness out to the parents as well. What other kind of challenges do you see, you know, for the kids who are coming in uh, to these kind of programs as well? Well, to be honest with you, we're very excited to to have the 15-year-olds and to get them that young, but we'd Mm. like to start even younger and we'd like to expand what we're doing so that it's not just available to people who have, to put it bluntly, money. So what we want to do is to create an online portal, an app, which we're going to call the Possibilities Programme, because it's all about showing these kids what is possible and making sure that that possibility is, is realized. And that app then will allow them to access content, which is age and stage appropriate, so 13, 15, 18, in, all the way through until they're 23. So they'll be able to access content that helps them to understand what opportunities there are across the whole of the UAE. Are there opportunities for 13-year-olds? There are so many things going on. So, for example, you could go and volunteer at the Turtle Sanctuary. Right. Okay. It's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, maybe not exactly what you're going to end up doing 20 years from now if, if marine biology is not your thing. Mm. But it does give you some of the skills that you need, right? To remember to turn up to work every day, to do your best even when you're not feeling like it, to learn how to play nicely with others, right? All of these things are important. 
but it's 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 not just about the task. So we would, for example, in the UAE, you can set up a LinkedIn profile at 13. Mm-mm. Now, I don't think I want to start getting 13-year-olds to do a LinkedIn profile. But when the kids have finished their work placement, that's one of the things that we do with them. So we brief them before they go in to do the placement. And then after the placement, we brief them again. Because otherwise, they end up writing on their first CV, I did a work placement for two weeks at ABC Company. Whereas in reality, there's an awful lot more that they could say. So we go back to the UMAP, we go back to their skills, we go back to their strengths, and we show them how to articulate that in a CV. And then we also set them up with their own LinkedIn profile so that they can start to build that professional network, along with some expectations um, that we set as to how they should continue the reputation with the company, uh, sorry, the relationship with the company that they did the work placement with. We don't want to own that relationship. We want them to. We want them to be able to go back in a year's time and say, hey, remember me? I was here in August last year. I've now got two months free this year and I'm a little bit older. Or I've just finished graduation. So can I please come back and start my career with you? Because it sounds incredibly empowering. Indeed, that's exactly it. You know, for for young people, because oftentimes uh, you might see young people who want to do something, but A, uh, you know, they're not sure how to go about it or that be there, you know, kind of um, dismissed as not being able to contribute anything. Absolutely. Whereas they are completely able to contribute if they are guided to do so. Now, they, of course, they need help. We all need help when we're doing something new. Mm. So that's the help that we're providing them. I, I love this because, you know, doing this whole idea of the UMAP, um, you know, this is for everyone to do. Oh, I think. absolutely. We use UMAP in with our corporate clients all the time. Yeah. Um, so a lot of um, what they call, um, what do they call it? I've forgotten the name. When somebody loses their job or is let go mm. and then, oh, outplacement. So for outplacement coaching. So let's say you've worked in the same organization for 15 years, 20 years, and suddenly you find that you no longer have that job. Or let's say you've been in the same job for three years and you're miserable and you can't quite work out what it is. That's when we use UMAP to help people understand what's going on and to understand where they could better fit. Because you're suddenly clear about, um, you know, before you've started the process, you've gone through that. Suddenly you're clear about who you are, what you want to do, because uh, that can be the, the biggest obstacle oftentimes, you know, just knowing what you want to do. So, you know, is is that where that starts? Is it with the UMAP or are there other ways for the kids to understand, well, what's going to be good for me? Some well, of them just kind of go, well, I don't know what to do. So some kids absolutely know what they want. Other kids have parents who know what they want. <laughs> yes. And what, what we found is that UMAP can be quite useful there as well. So if we've got a parent who knows that their little Johnny or little Halid needs to be a lawyer, for example, mm-hmm. and Johnny and Halid have no interest in lawyering at all and to be honest with you, don't have the, the right strengths for that. Well, UMAP can be the start of a very useful conversation. Mm. The statistics, by the way, on how much time, energy and money is wasted by kids going in and doing majors, doing um, university courses that are not appropriate for them and they change their major and they change their major again. And for not just the time, money and energy, the depression that they go through, yeah. the angst that it causes the parents. Yeah. Because you're like, my, my kid is aimless. Well, what are they doing in life? We don't know. Absolutely. I spoke about uh, uh, the Work Placement Readiness Program to um, an, a, an old colleague of mine, a contact that I've had for many years here. And honestly, he almost cried. He was like, yeah. if this could have happened three years ago, for my daughter, what, what tragic ang- angst is really genuinely the best word. The angst that we could have avoided um, would have been immense. 
We're going to come back in just a moment uh, again uh, with you, Dawn, and talk a, a little bit more about the program, how long it takes, uh, a, a bit more about uh, how the the companies themselves are being prepared as well for this. There's a lot to talk about here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. You've got 80% of students changing majors three times on average. 50% of recent graduates regret their choice of major. 50% of students don't even know what to do with their major at university. And 75% of graduates don't know what positions fit them. Well, there could be an answer for all of that to uh, stop all of that heartache, to stop all of that mess and madness that happens when uh, you're in your final years of high school and you have no idea what to do with your life. Dawn Metcalf, the MD of PDSI, they have a workplace readiness program that they have just started. Um, and this will be something, Dawn, that you are looking to have across the UAE. It's not quite there just yet, uh, but this is what you're looking at, right? Absolutely. So we started, we're, we're um, based in Dubai, mm. um, although we work across the whole of the UAE. So we started with our with our hometown. Yeah. Um, we, we have great connections there and we immediately started going out to the schools when we had this idea, got fantastic response from them and from the authorities who are who, you know who need to, to to sign off on this kind of thing uh, but we don't just want to make it for Dubai we want to make it for kids everywhere we want to make it for the kids in Russell Hayman in Alain and, and, and all over and Sharjah and Sharjah of course in Sharjah I mean Sharjah well we have plans for Sharjah, but I can't say I can't say more than that at the moment. Well, this is exciting. Yes, uh, Sharjah is, as you know, a very innovative place, a place that really is thinking a lot about how to prepare for the future. And so we uh, we're talking to a couple of organisations here who uh, we hope that we'll have more interesting things to tell you soon. Well, this sounds very exciting. But um, we were talking uh, just earlier about how to prepare kids for this kind of thing. Uh, you, you've uh, started going through. How long is this program? You said. It does depend on, um, on on the children, on the age group, on what they're after. So and, and on what the, the 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 companies, the businesses want. So yeah. um, f- the way the way it works is the children do a do the do the assessments. They mm-hmm. do that online, and then we bring them together as a cohort mm-hmm. in order to brief them and prepare them for the work placement. Mm. So that's about half a day. Uh, that 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 briefing, and then they head off to do the work placement, and it depends. So if they're doing it over the winter holidays, it's going to be shorter than it is over the summer holidays, for example. And it also depends on how long the uh, the companies are prepared to take them. So it's a minimum of one week, a maximum of four, mm-hmm. and then again. After the placement, we do a debrief with the same cohort, um, and that's another half day. It's so interesting. So in terms of the companies who are taking these kids in as well, what do they need to do to prepare? Because there's a, you know, there's a lot uh, in, in terms of accepting you know students into their organizations it's not something like you said you can just you know ring up someone and just you know have kids in although and that's, that's it. what people are doing and um, that's what people even are doing yeah. enormous companies are doing mm. this companies that to be honest should know better and they're not following the rules and the regulations yeah. so one of the things that we've done is we've said okay we'll take over that we'll take that hassle away from you we'll make sure that all the the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed mm. and that we've done all the bureaucracy for you and then what we do is we work with one of the 
people in the organisation. So we find a sponsor within the organisation and we work with them to prepare them to make sure that they know what the student is coming in to do mm-hmm. and that also if there's any problems, they know who to get in touch with. So when we create the Possibilities app, uh, one of the things that we will have on the Possibilities app is the Work Placement Readiness Programme. And there will be a big red button that says, you know, panic or alert in case anything does go wrong. Because we want really? to be, yeah, because we want to be careful on safeguarding. Remember, my background is, is education in the UK. So safeguarding, making sure that there's somewhere for kids to go if anything bad happens, but also somewhere for the, for the organisations to go if they've got a problem with the kid. So if that kid doesn't turn up one day. What's the what, what's exactly. the organisation supposed to exactly. do? Exactly, they need to be able to get in touch with us, mm-hmm. so they'll be able to get in touch with us twenty four seven, and we'll be on the ground to help. Because mm. that is so important to, to to make sure that you've got that exit strategy if anything does kind of. Uh, it doesn't always go to plan, you know. No, I mean, this we're, we're dealing with people, right? Um, whether they're 15 or they're 55, you know, people are people. And as soon as you get people involved, it gets a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to ma- make sure that we've got all the pr- processes and procedures, all the systems in place, so that, you know, as is inevitable, something will always go wrong. Mm. You know, if you have 100 kids going through, something will happen. So we want to be able to jump in and fix that as soon as it does. There are assignments as well for the kids to do. You know, there's all sorts of things at different levels as well. Uh, there's certification. Um, you know, this is all really important. It's not just in and out and that's no. it, you're done. No, this, this, we, we really want this to be sustainable. And, and as I say, this is the first step in a much bigger project that we have in mind, right. a much bigger program that we have in mind. So we're currently talking to corporates, we're talking to government institutes, we're talking to schools about how we can make all this happen. So watch mm. this space. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as well, when, um, you know, we're talking about at the end of the program, what happens with these kids? You know, is this going to be a way for them to be able to to get jobs, say, after, you know, they leave school or, um, you know, if, in terms of higher education? Does that work in tandem with that? You know, what kind of ways can they use this program post-program? So we're, we're in no way guaranteeing that we get anybody a job for the rest okay. of their lives. Yeah. That's not something that we can we can guarantee. But it certainly makes it easier for them to find the next job. In terms of networking so, and stepping stones. Exactly. So we want to really help them with the networking yeah. um, to do it well. People tend to hear the word network and, you know, they make funny faces and they think it's all about being out for yourself and getting schmoozing. your business card and schmoozing. Whereas I'm, I'm a huge believer in networking. Um, mm-hmm. I... I any success I've had in the last 11 years here in the UAE has been as a result of people helping me. And that's what a network is for. I try to help other people. Uh, you put you put uh, water in the well long before you need to draw it out. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things that we'll be teaching them. For sure. And what about in terms of, um, you know, social media? Because social media is, is something where, you know, this is where opportunities happen and networking happens now. Do you have as part of your program something that um, gets kids maybe social media ready? Yes, we are working with um, a couple of different experts here in the UAE. both of whom, funnily enough, I met via social media Uh, (laughs) and one of them via social media and a network. That makes total Uh, sense. Makes perfect sense. So that's it's it's not a huge part of the work placement readiness program, but it will be a much bigger part of possibilities. It will be one of the things that people will be able to do from the age of 13. They'll be able to go online and not just the kids, but also their parents and learn the do's and don'ts of, of social media, not just how to take care of yourself, how to stay safe, but also how you can use it to 
to get what you want, to, 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 to take advantage of those possibilities. Yeah. I personally was um, able to uh, be the MC for three days at a massive multinational company because of Twitter. Big opportunities. Yeah, I mean, can I happen. Twitter is one of my favorite things. I was yes, as we know, we have to talk about the fact that you've been on Twitter <laughs> all morning. I have, and I've gotten a lot of like little notifications, and I'm never on Twitter. But thanks to you, <laughs> I'm all over it this morning, <laughs> and that is because you actually decided to. We reported on this yesterday. You actually decided to come here this morning via ferry the the I ferry did. to Sharjah the new ferry the ferry to Sharjah it's so Hashtag ferry to Sharjah uh, do you know I didn't even know that there was a ferry to it's Sharjah br- it's brand new it's literally just opened so it takes you from Al Hubaiba mm-hmm. in Dubai to the aquarium here in Sharjah this is amazing 35 minutes the views are incredible there's nobody else on this ferry at the moment because it's still, you know, new and a secret. Uh, but I, I couldn't recommend it more highly. Instead of sitting in the back, well, I, I don't drive. So instead of sitting in the back of a cab, looking at the back of somebody this else's car, I was looking out into, uh, oh yeah, into the into the dows going past. It was how beautiful! Be- it really, really was beautiful. That's just another um, amazing way to experience Sharjah. And cheap. I love it. Really? Yeah, fifteen dirhams. Amazing. From door to door. Get on the ferry and come and visit us here at Pulse95, just like Dawn did. I love it. It's just so much fun. Um, so everyone's got to get on the ferry. Yes. And now I can't remember what we were talking about. It's Twitter and social media. That's why we were talking about the ferry. Exactly. And making sure that kids are understanding of, you know, the power of social media. Yeah, for and good not just and using it for good to, and for evil. To share, you know, whatever, silly photos memes. and st- memes and TikTok and all of that <laughs> stuff. I feel like I'm very much listening to the mother of a 13-year-old right now. (laughs) Oh, you totally are. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we're excited to see that this is actually going to be, you know, something that uh, is much bigger. Yes. You are hoping to take this internationally as well. Absolutely. So that's part of the, the, the joy of being able to create this app mm-hmm. is that it is something that we can scale rapidly. So we want to do something. We, it will be available in English and inshallah in Arabic. And we want to bring it to, to Saudi. We want to bring it to Egypt. We want to bring it to Jordan. All these places that have a really, really young population that need help to get prepared and get in there and, and roll their their their, uh, their sleeves up and, and, and get working. But also it's exciting to see the opportunities across the GCC as well absolutely. Uh, that are happening and and maybe for those young people to connect well, absolutely. and to share their networks and as to well. And share their experience. And their experience And we as want well. to gamify the whole thing. What does so, that mean? <laughs> so, so gamify can be a little bit tragic. It can be sort of a little bit sad where you have to click a, a button and it it rolls a pretend dice and then you, mm-hmm. that's not what we're going to do. Instead, what we're going to do is click connect the real world and the online world. So let's say your 13-year-old daughter, she's on the Possibilities app, she decides that she's going to do a volunteer at the Turtle Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So we would have a partnership, we do not have this yet by the way, this is this is right. what we're working on, yeah. but we would have a partnership with the Turtle Sanctuary, she would get points for doing that particular thing, um, those points would go into her wallet, so she's getting rewarded, that's the gamified aspect of it, she's getting rewarded and then ideally she'll be able to spend those points in the real world. That's cool. So imagine using Kareem or with Emirates. Yeah, this That's is the plan. That's a very cool idea. Yeah. I like it. There's uh, all sorts of ways that this could go, uh, but we're excited to see. I just kind of finally, um, you know, want to ask you about the, what you've seen, you know, from those participants so far. They're 
reactions, how oh. they've grown. You know, what companies have been telling you as well it about this? It has been just tremendous. Mm. I mean, like I say, very early days. We started this at the beginning of the summer, which yeah. is basically the worst time to have possibly done it. We needed to have started a couple of months earlier. So I'm hoping that we'll be a lot bigger in uh, by the winter by the winter holidays. But even the, the, the relatively small number of kids that we've put through it already, to see them to see them understand just how unique they are, just how different they are from everybody else around them, and to have that sense of pride, to understand exactly what your strengths are. Now, we spend so much time trying to improve our weaknesses, and of course, you know, we need to do that too, but really being able to say, look, this is who I am. I bring something special to the table, and to, and, and to have an opportunity to prove that. It's... it's it's really yeah. powerful it when you know your strengths up front. Yeah, it's very gratifying to see the kids, uh, to, to see them bloom and, and develop like that and to hear the feedback from the, from the businesses saying, you know, basically, thank you for helping us do this. Well, we're excited to see where this will go. Don Metcalf, the MD of PDSI, thank you so much for thank coming you, in Sally. today. It's my pleasure. It's been amazing. I've got to go and get in a ferry now. Yes. <laughs> this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.